Welcome to Dating for Marriage. My name is Lori Cause, And I'm Hannah Green. And together we're going to share our perspectives on dating. So you can have quick wins, date ideas, and some fun. All while looking for your happily ever after. Hey Lori, how's it going? It's going, Hannah. What's going on with you? Oh, well, so let me just say, I don't, I don't know whether I mentioned this, this on the last podcast, but we actually went back to in-person um, work this, this, these past two weeks. So, I mean, I, it's been kind of hard for me to find time during the day to like go through all of my dating profiles that I have to keep track of, but I have been <laughs> proud of myself because I have been doing it. So Yay. right now I have myself on accidentally three because I had gone through all those Facebook ones and like the 50 plus that I had. And so there were some people that I was talking to, but like, uh, or there were some people that were interesting. And so I have, I'm on like three, which is kind of a lot, but you know, it is what it is <laughs> at the moment. Um, but I can't, that's across- exciting. Yeah. That's good. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to set aside time every day, but it's, it's, it's become a hard, but what helps is the fact that these men weed themselves out because it's just, and I'm sure women do it too. I just don't know the other side, which that would be a great podcast to do is the other side. We need to do some men, um, situation. Oh yeah. Agreed. But, um, So I had somebody right off the bat ask me my last relationship was and when my longest relation and what was my longest relationship like in the app like within the first like two exchanges of us having a conversation on the app and I just don't understand. Ooh, that's intense. That is intense. Yeah. Why is that necessary? Like right then? Like what? What? I wonder. I just wonder what his his reasoning is for asking those questions like right off the bat when we first match I would have asked him I would have been like I just would have been hey why are you asking me this right away this seems really intense for our first conversation and just see what he says yeah I think I think sometimes people put too much pressure on other people and what their past relationships were I agree and they shouldn't they can't do that like that's like a no-no I'm sorry I think that it like eventually that's going to come up, but it shouldn't matter whether you're interested in somebody right away or not, or whether you you know, unless you've had traumatic experiences. And I mean like traumatic, but most experiences for like that is not, are not traumatic. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. I would have just asked him. I would have been like, just out of curiosity. Wow. You're jumping right into it. Share more. Right. Let's get on. Let's get on a chat. That's what I would have probably said. So another question that I don't really like. I do think it's really important to get clear. I think clarity is key in defining your person. I really do get clear on what you want. And you have to be able, I think, in a sense to be able to communicate that to somebody, because that's going to help you too weed them out. But I mean, as a first question, somebody asked you this on a dating app. Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, it wasn't a, 
first question, there's this other guy that I've been talking to that is basically like writes me a paragraph of questions at a time. Hmm. What do you do for work? What is your favorite food? Like those two questions were asked at the same time. But that would be my response. I mean, That's I like said, too much. I mean, I said that I wanted a partner in life. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I want someone that fits into a box or checks things off a list. But and I want a family. So that's really my greatest concern. Yeah. I think it's good because it also shows that you're open, you're flexible when, right. with that response. Right. I mean, because I used to say travel, like I wanted uh, like somebody that likes to travel. But I mean, I feel like most people enjoy that or want to have that in their life. So it's kind of like, I know, I know you have an experience, right? Where the guy that doesn't like to travel. Oh, I have, I have several experiences with people who didn't like to travel and we'll get into that okay. in this podcast, but yeah. Well, I guess maybe I should list that then, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know what, list anything that's super important to you that you do not want to sacrifice in your relationship and it's okay. You could have a long list, right. just make sure that it's realistic. Yeah. I will. Okay. I'll try next time. Somebody asked me that only one guy asked me that so far, but that is also one of those three questions I think are my most annoying questions in an app. Like just, yeah. Yeah. Hey, next time text me. I'm going to, I totally want to be like your, your side girl, like being like, this is what I think you should say. Because I, 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 I think honestly, when people are asking that many deep questions, I would just feel like, do you have 30 minutes? Let's meet up for a coffee and just see if there's anything or not. It's like, boom, well, get it I, out of the way. I've only, I, so I've been doing that with, with people. I've been asking them to meet up, but, and so there's only so many people that I can do that with a week, you know? Yeah, no, so I know. Kind of like need to, like I ask them and then like, it's like, oh, I have three people that I've asked and they're like hanging in the air and I got to wait and see what they say before I go on to something else. But anyway, that's another thing. So, so three guys asked me for their number and three guys disappeared after I started, after we started talking, it was like one guy even texted me was like, Hey, how's it going? I mean, I probably could, could have, um, I don't know. I just think back to what not another story said that you want to be pursued. And there's at a yeah. point, like a point like I had not been talking to these guys that much when they first asked me, and one guy they all gave me their phone number. I texted them, they texted me back, and then I texted them again, and then I have I have not heard from them since. And so it's kind of like it kind of just fell off. And hmm. I I am almost like I don't feel like I need to. Like, I feel like I'm talking to so many others that I don't need to like revisit these. Like, I feel like no for a reason, but you know what? Like frustrating. It's frustrating, but you know what? I think that's, I think that you're, you're being guided by your gut. So I would continue to follow your heart. Your heart is going to be king and just continue doing that because that's going to lead you in the right direction. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. And you're not, you can't change that. Yeah. So don't question yourself. Just keep doing it. You know, keep going, keep pushing yourself. And hey, I'm always here. I'm, I'm like not far away. Just text me. That's true. 
Um, the last thing I want to say is that Hinge, I know I've said a couple of things that I dislike about Hinge, but it seems to be the place where a lot of people are right now. So it's like a good one to be on. But so it has the option for distance on there and it gives mm-hmm. you like a mile of range. And so you can put like mine is like 25 miles. Well, then there's a little thing that you can like slide and you can say, is this like a deal breaker or not? And I can like make it, I can either turn it on if it is a deal breaker or off. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure how the algorithm works on Hinge because I don't have that deal breaker thing turned off. And I don't know whether it won't show me people that are outside of 25 or like whether it won't show them to me. But I think I had it turned on in the beginning and I rare, I got so few matches that hmm. ran out of matches and so then I turned it on and now I'm matching with people like two hours away hey that's okay though I have to tell you go the distance because you but before you go the distance with them uh-huh. you know you have some video chats first but if it's somebody that's gonna really like knock your socks off how amazing I mean I think about my girlfriend every time I think of long distance Sophia she met her husband when she was on a vacation with my good friend, Christine in Ireland, and he was from Germany and they had some great conversation. Sophia was, you know, had a few like Guinnesses. So she was kind of like, Oh, whatever. And then that's it. They just started talking. And then before you know it, she flew to Germany and that kind of, that was it. Like they went back and forth for a little bit. But she met him in person and I understand. She went in person. Yeah. She went in person. I mean, but, she, but remind you, she wasn't on her best behavior that night. Like she had been, she was super hungry and she had had like a lot of, she had had a lot of Guinness. I've met so. a lot of people like that, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on my own, like as well, but I just don't know whether that's something that I have the capacity for in my life at this moment. Like okay. so that's fair. Unless, unless they travel to me every time. Like, what about if you guys meet halfway? Sometimes maybe you meet halfway. Maybe you go there to see their life yeah. one time and then maybe I, go there. I, this is what I'm saying. Just be open to the possibility. Don't, I just because I feel like think, so many things have changed now due to COVID, right? I don't, so, I, I, it's, I'm open to it, but I, I am kind of like, it's not really what I want. No. Okay. So uh, that's fair. So I'm not pushing you then because if that's not what you want, that's not I, what you want. I and like I said, like, you have to get clear on what you want. Yeah. I just, I don't feel like the life that I want is traveling to go see somebody all the time or something like that. And, but, but it won't be forever. Remember that things change. Like eventually you're going to move there or they're going to move here. Not eventually you're going to have a plan. Not too out. <laughs> Not in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. No. <laughs> never say never. Never say never, Hannah. Ohio <laughs> from New York City, but but I, I I don't know. I'm on the fence about that. Like that is something okay. I feel like I, it's just not right. what I want at the moment. So but you know what? Clarity is key. So that's good. You know what you want. And that's that's important. So follow your gut. Hinge just doesn't, Hinge somehow matches you with these people. So I just don't like that about Hinge. You go ahead, your update now. 
So I have a little update. I ended up getting the first COVID vaccine because DeWine opened to 40s. Yay. That's exciting. And I, I'm super excited, but oh my goodness. I feel like somebody punched me in the arm super, super hard. Oh, really? yeah. It was, it was a lot on your arm. It's a lot on your arm. I was an, exp- I just hate to share it with our followers. Don't be afraid do it, but whew, I wasn't expecting that, but I'm like, I'm super excited. I ended up getting it yesterday. So my husband's very proactive. He's like the more proactive one of us. Uh-huh. Long story short, his mom is sick. So, and she has been at the Ross and that's a heart hospital here in our area. Just so everybody knows. And he happened to see it on a bulletin. And then he came home and he got online right away and we were able to get it through Kroger Pharmacy, nice. the clinic. That's so exciting. I'm super excited, but I'm like, whew. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Like, it gets you. So- did you get the second, did you get the second shot yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had it. I mean, I got it the did- last pod time we podcasted that day. Did you feel okay? Yeah, I was fine. Okay, that's a little good. tired. I would say like it was like enough tired to be like, am I tired from the regular life or am I tired from the this vaccine? Yeah. Like today I feel super tired. I drink, so, drink a lot of water before. Yeah, I think that's good. That and relax your arm. <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah. say that. Maybe I wasn't in the most relaxed state because I was nervous. But yeah, I'm super excited. Um I also wanted to share, and I'm not sure everybody's heard this yet but tinder is in er- introducing an in-app background check Ooh, that's- i don't know if you heard about that and i was i was really excited to hear that but this is the this is the thing the checks will not include um if they've been charged with drug drugs mm-hmm. alcohol I, I believe is in that or traffic violations so i didn't like the fact that it didn't include like the drug charges just because, you know, I've had a bad experience in the past where somebody was a closet alcoholic to do the background background check. So I thought that was really interesting. I guess this, you know, this whole match group, they also have other platforms. Um, they have Plenty of Fish. They have OkCupid. They're part of Hinge mm-hmm. as well. So they're planning on also eventually adding that to those platforms. Nice. So I, I thought it was super exciting because I think it's a, a step in the, you know, a good direction, but I think it should also include drugs. Well, I mean, that might kind of have to do with the unfairness of the drug situation that we have going on, you know, where a lot of people are charged for, I mean, and with the marijuana having like becoming legal in some states and not in others, it might be like just maybe harder drugs, but like marijuana, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, they, people are very honest about whether they do marijuana on their profiles, so. Right, and I think that's fair, but I mean, hey, if somebody's like done hard time for DUIs and DWIs, you just want to make sure they've made the corrective actions in their life, right. in all fairness. So that's like my only, eh, you know, about that. But I thought, wow, I thought what a really cool thing to add, because that's something I wish they would have had when I was dating. I, that is a really great thing to add, especially since we're all going out on dates with people we don't know and then getting into Ubers with people we don't know and 
all this stuff. So it's about time we start putting some more safety measures in place. Yeah. So kudos, kudos to them for doing this. I'm, I'm super excited. They partnered with Garbo and their background checking platform. Nice. So I thought that was really, that was exciting to hear this week. That is exciting. Studies <laughs> from the Harvard School of Business, people formed two opinions about an individual when first meeting. The first is how warm and trustworthy the person is. And the second is about what the individual's intentions toward them are. So I guess like- You're friendly, you're personable, you're kind, right? You're nice to the the waiter, the bartender. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, they seem to take a general interest in you. Yes. You know, and that's what I'm thinking. And I I thought it made like perfect sense after I I, I read that. So I thought it was like a good little introduction to building impressions on the first date. The first date is definitely the worst part. So I guess, how can we like prepare? Dreading the date. If you're exhausted by dating, so, you know, you want to approach it with some enthusiasm, you know, get a little excited, mm-hmm. but also I think go in without any expectation, like you're meeting somebody new. How lucky are you? You know, it's just going like you're meeting a friend. Yeah. Let me Take tell the you pressure off yourself. The first dates, I always do get a little like right before I walk up there. It's like a little bit of like anxiousness, I guess, but with the mask thing and the whole COVID thing, that makes it a whole nother layer, I think, on the first. <laughs> because it's like, what do you do? Do you, Are you going to, like, hug? Do you, like, wear your mask during the hug? Are you meeting outside so you don't have your mask on when you first see them? Um, all this stuff. So it's kind of, like, adds a whole nother layer to the first date and the first impression. Yeah. No, I can't even imagine. I, I pr- probably definitely, I'm very klutzy. <laughs> so I probably would do something in the beginning. I think you just have to try to calm your, your nerves. Like, you know, I love that podcast we did with Erica about anxiety. I thought she did, gave us some great tips, like do the dressing drink, like, you know, do all of the things in your mind, set the dating intention. Like, Hey, I'm going out to have a good time and meet somebody new. And hopefully it's going to be a good match, but maybe it won't be. And that's okay. You know, I thought all of those were really good tips. Yes. Yes. So how do you, like, what do you suggest that people wear on the first date? I mean, obviously it would depend on the activity if you're doing an activity or things like that but definitely dress to the activity I've seen people dress so ridiculous and I'm, I mean sorry Columbus but I was at the botanical gardens once and this girl was showing everything I, I it looked like her dress was on backwards really? dress appropriately yeah dress appropriately and less is more I hate to say it less is more so I, I know you know we live in the day of fashion I you know I'm, I'm a fashion girl. I've worked in the industry for years. Wait, wait, but wait. You're saying less is more, not less clothing. but Not less clothing, clothing, but less is more. Like, don't overdo it where you need to have, like, the bling bling everywhere. Like, less is more. Like, just, you really want to showcase, right, your, who you are, your personality, you know? And it's okay if you want to be a little bit dressy. I guess it's okay because, I mean, I do, like, I like to dress, but 
I think that, you know, definitely try to be appropriate to the activity you're doing. You know, if you're going to go hiking, obviously, you know, wear hiking clothes and hiking boots, don't be wearing heels and something ridiculous where you can't do the activity with the person that you planned it with. I feel like I, I like dressing for it is something I definitely have trouble with because I'm not somebody that is fashion forward. I don't really know what I'm doing half the time. And, and I will say that my body uh, has changed a lot. And so that also makes it hard, adds another layer to what I'm trying to wear or figuring out to wear. Okay, Hannah, you need to call me. Okay. So this is part of my service for like my full package deals when I work with clients is I help them be themselves, right? Because you have to feel comfortable with who you are. You know, if you're not going to be comfortable with a red lip, you're not going to, you shouldn't wear a red lip. But, you know, I think accentuate, you know, your positives, you know, get yourself to a point where you feel confident. I mean, I definitely, I'm happy to help you anytime you have any questions, any concerns, because that's something that I do offer because I really think it's important today. I don't think you need Botox. I don't need, think you need to have abs of steel. I don't think you need to be tall. I don't think you need to have straight hair. It's not about that. It's about being who you are and feeling comfortable and confident in who you are. And, you know, it's okay to, you know, think about what you're going to wear. That's normal, but just, you know, wear something that you feel comfortable with and make sure it accentuates all the positives that you have going on. I, I will make sure that I call you or send you a picture or whatever before I go out on what, whenever my next date is, because it doesn't sound like it's happening very soon. But oh, come on. Come on. No, I, think, I feel saying, like it. Like all of the ones, like I said, all of the guys that I reached out to this week, like to go out on a date with a couple of them, I found out lived two hours away and the other ones, I mean, mm. you know, and then the other ones, um, and not have time for myself either. So that's <laughs> that because that, then I'm not putting my best foot forward, probably because I'm probably going to feel entirely calm or, or relaxed or something because I might be thinking about what I need to be doing when I'm when I'm at home and things like that. So and, th- and that's fair. Like we've talked about before dating shouldn't fill up your whole life. Right. Oh, so. yes. All right. So when we're on the date, like, how do we Mm -hmm. talk about, I mean, so, you know, have like general ideas, like talk about trips, talk about family. I mean, I kind of would steer away from politics right away. I mean, eventually get into it. I think talk about the fun stuff first. And, and this is where it's important. I think to pop up your non-negotiables but you're going to do it in a way where it doesn't sound like an interview, right? Because nobody wants to feel like they're being interviewed or scrutinized when they're on a date. Kind of like what that guy was doing to you when he was like asking you on the app, when was your last relationship? Like that's really intense and nobody, nobody wants that. And dates are supposed to be fun, not, you know, oh, tense. So definitely, like, I think just bring up your non-negotiables, like, casually. I, I have to tell you, I, and this is where I'm going to bring back the travel thing. There were tons of guys I ended up going out with, and I'd be like, hey, you know, I just went on this trip. I was just in Turks and Caicos with a girlfriend for vacation. It was so amazing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I don't like to travel. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to, like, jet plane with you. And then it was like, oh, okay. Then you know. Probably not a good match. 
but it's okay. You're still having fun and you're getting to know them and who knows, maybe they know somebody else, but these are just good ways to pop in what's important to you and get to know them and see if there's any chemistry. These are, so those are all great ideas and I love using your non-negotiables, but uh, there are three things right now that I can think of that might like travel, for instance, if you start talking about travel, that could end up being your whole date talk. Like all you're talking about is travel and that's the only, which is really exciting, but I feel like it often, I mean, for so me, I think- I'm still, yeah. open, but like for somebody else, they might be like, oh, well, all we did was talk about travel and I know nothing else about this person now. So try to, you know what, try to, try to cut it off. Like, this is my whole thing. Like some people monopolize conversations mm-hmm. and that can really be a turnoff for other people. Well, that That's another thing I want to share. That was my second thing, but, but you go ahead. I'll, I'll elaborate more. But like, I would just say like, give one example and then you have to turn it around on them to the next topic. Don't let them keep talking about their travel the whole time. Like switch, you have to switch it up. I think that's like key. So my, my second thing is not really monopolizing. It's kind of like the opposite, but where they're the only, like I'm the only one asking the questions and they're the ones Mm -hmm. that are like responding, but they're not turning the question back around like a natural conversation. Like if I asked you, oh, what's your favorite food? And you mm-hmm. say pizza and that's all. <laughs> and they, you don't go, and what's your favorite food? Or like, you know, turn the question back around or come up with another question. It's like, I've had guys just sit there and wait for me to ask the next question. All right. So you know what the problem is? They're probably nervous and they probably don't know what to say. And I hate to say this. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm going to say it to all you men. I love you guys. But you're a little selfish sometimes, right? They just, they, men are, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I love you guys. You bring a lot to the table, but they tend to be a little bit selfish when they talk about themselves and they probably aren't aware of it. So you would have to like flirt with them a little bit and be like, you haven't asked me any questions. That would be my key drop there. Just, you know, just to encourage them. Men need a, I, I think they get more nervous than we do and they need a little bit of encouragement sometimes. Because that to me is a huge turnoff when they can't be a conversationalist. Like I like the conversation to be natural. I don't like for me to be like, like an interview where I'm the one asking the questions because I'm normally, that's how it normally is. It's not normally the other way around. Because if it's the other way around, it's normally natural because I ask them back. So yeah. In my position, I always end up being the one asking all the questions and then never getting, never feeling like they get, never get to know me. And sometimes this is a, start yeah. offering things up. Like I say, oh yeah, and I like this or something like without them even ask, asking the question, but then it just seems like I'm talking about myself. No, I think, I think the key move here is to be a little flirty with them and be like, huh, you haven't really asked me anything. So ask me something about me. You know, ask me something you're curious about and just see what they say and like encourage them. It's a good way to flirt and just see if there's anything there. Okay. Some people, I, some, I'm just, some people are just, it takes them like some ice breaks to get, you know, get going. And that's a good way to just break their ice. And then maybe after that, it's going to be easy going. Sorry. I made you, I made you lose your point. So hate to say this, but again, Ohio, Ohio, we love you, but (laughs) I feel like 
because I've had experiences of living outside of Ohio and traveling a lot and Mm -hmm. Ohioans, especially if you grew up here, tend to, I'm not saying they don't travel, they do, but I often feel like my experiences outweigh theirs. And then I feel like sometimes, not everybody, but I feel like I'm, I don't want to feel like I'm bragging or like, you know, all this stuff. Like, I don't feel like I'm bragging, but like I tend to hold back because I I can tell that they don't have the same experiences that I do. And my experiences are such a big part of who I am. Yeah. And then I don't want to, but then I, and so I feel like it's unequal sometimes. Okay. This is such a good question. So this reminds me of a good friend I have in Kansas city that has brought this point up to me before because she's experienced the same thing. And I'm going to say this, you are who you are and they have to accept you for who you are. And that's part of who you are. You, you have all these experiences and the right person is going to love that all. Mm -hmm right? They're going to love everything about that. My husband was never well-traveled when I met him. Are you kidding me? He had never even been overseas. So I've made him go to Asia three times since we've been married. You know, that's where you're going to connect and be like, Hey, this is what I'm bringing to the table. And that's going to be something they're going to be like, Oh, wow. That's really cool. I love that about her. And maybe, you know, he had other things that, you know, I didn't go to a football college. He went to West Virginia. So he opened up different, you know, sides of his life to me that I never experienced. I pretty much went to an all girls school, you know, to FIT in the city. I think that's kind of like what I run into though, is because I grew up here. And so I end up meeting somebody that lives here still and grew up here. Yeah. And it's kind of hard for them to open up doors to me. No, so encourage, encourage them to share their thing. They have things. You just have to encourage them and know that they're going to be a little bit different and just be open to that because it's going to be their side of things. But don't hold back on who you are. Don't like dull your star, your shine for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? You are who you are. And that's, you know, I think that's going to be what someone's going to love about you. So don't be afraid to put that out there and just be yourself. I don't think it's bragging to say you've done this, you traveled there. I mean, I just think it's, you want to share with them, you know, what you've, you know, you've experienced because that's what dating is. You're sharing experiences. To be fair, I don't, I don't just randomly bring it up either. It's like obviously coming up in conversation and then I, and then I figure out that, you know, the, at that point that it's like a little bit unbalanced and things like that, but. Yeah, no, I think just to keep doing what you're doing. I, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. There's one thing I'm going to say about dating when you're going out on these dates, try to keep your dates to under two hours. Try not to go like any more than two hours with somebody because that's the point I feel like where it's hard to leave on a high note with someone and then you get to you're like talking too much it's like too much information it's kind of overload I mean it really depends on the situation because it's not I'm not going to say it's like key Mm -hmm. but I I just want to say don't leave too much that there's not a little mystery about yourself that you're not leaving on a high note so there's something for next time because I've experienced this a lot uh-huh. with with a lot of people I've been coaching. 
Okay. And that's just like my thing. If you can try to keep it to under two hours, you know, leave something for next time. Leave a little mystery to yourself because sometimes people give up, I feel like too much information and people get like, you know, super excited, but then there's no follow-up right. afterwards. So, well, I'm trying to think if I've ever done like a long date, cause I'll be honest when people are like, let's go to dinner. I'm like, uh, can we go to coffee or like something like shorter? <laughs> like especially on yeah. the first date. I-, I think that's a great first date. Coffee in coffee or a cocktail, one drink is the perfect first date because I hate to say it, man. I have been there. I don't know if you've been there, Hannah, but I have been through the ringer where I've had to have dinner and then coffee afterwards and I'm like this person is not for me and I don't want to be rude but I mean I have been a rude person one time there is one time that I was really rude and I could not do it any longer I forget (laughs) I could I forget what it was but I like showed up on the date I found out that on the date that he doesn't drink which I mean it's fine but like I had come prepared to like have a drink with dinner and so I got myself a drink mm-hmm. and all this and like it was just like <laughs> and I left before he before they brought back the the thing for him to sign I just like felt horrible but I like it was just the most like so that's why I think I'm like extremely turned off by dinner like I feel like I could death and I I can't even remember it was like two years ago and I so I don't even remember but I know it was like awkward and I, I I can't even like explain it but I've never ever felt like I needed to do that on a date until that yeah I'll be honest with you I don't think there's any rule of thumb okay because I haven't I never played by all the rules you know I don't pretend to know everything um but I I do think for a first date if you can try to keep it to coffee or a drink but if it just turns out that somebody asks you out on a Friday or Saturday for dinner and you're just curious and you want to see if there's anything there you've got to try that's my thing like I ended up meeting my husband for our first date at a steakhouse on a Friday night during the summer in New York City right and I was like there's no way we had the longest date ever okay so I break all the rules so I think you really have to go with you have to go with your gut. You really have to go with your gut at the end of the day. There's no right or wrong. There's this, there's this guy that like I might go out with, but I, and he suggested dinner and my gut is telling me to have, let's change it to cocktails or coffee. So do that. So do that. I'm going to message him. The next time I message him, I'm going to say, Hey, would you mind if we did coffee or cocktails instead or a drink instead? Because it just, yeah. I think you have to go with what you're thinking. Yeah. And then you move to dinner the second time. Right. There you go. There you go. And then, you know what I also like, I think by the third date, you should do an activity. I really think you have to do an activity with somebody, Mm -hmm. right? You have to do bowling, trivia. I mean, we're living in COVID, but try to think of something fun where you can see that person in their element and their competitive, competitive spirit. I did a trivia date and it was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Tell me, tell me. He he had no, I like, he was not having fun. Oh, shame on him. He had never done trivia before. He didn't know any of the answers. 
I mean, I don't expect you to know every answer, but like there were some answers that I was like, and I was, and I didn't know them. And I felt like it was, I felt like I knew more than he did, but it wasn't like, again, I'm not judging you based on the thing, but he, you could definitely tell that he was like bored and wasn't, didn't want to be there. And okay, then so maybe he had other things in his mind. What? No. Maybe he had other things going on. No, I mean, it, he really liked me. And then he was surprised that I ended things with him like a, a couple what? days. What? What? Weird. He also said that I needed to get him get a man that would shovel my driveway for me. Interesting. Because he had shoveled the driveway for his grandmother and mom. Well, he was very chivalristic or whatever you want to call. I think but, but I, had, I had I had already like felt feelings towards him. So that thing was like I, my response was like I don't need a man to shovel my driveway I can shovel my own in fact I did it with my dad a lot <laughs> so I definitely ended up you know I had already had a feeling so that comment yeah. kind of like set that me was it I mean yeah. I definitely would want a man to shovel the driveway for me but I also don't yeah need one to See, that, that's the best part about you, right? You're at that point in your life where it's like, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I, love that. I was the oldest in my family and I lived at home for a long time after college. So I definitely shoveled my fair share of driveways because I was often the only one able to do it with my dad. So you can handle it. You can take care of yourself. Exactly. I, but I want somebody to take care of me. So of course. And I mean, I was right along with you when I was dating as, you know, I had my own life. I could do handle things myself, like myself. I could take care of myself, but it's nice to have somebody who cares about you and wants to do those things. Right. And wants to share in it. Yeah. So you just, you're looking for a partner and that's fair. Exactly. All right. So we both took personality tests this week and wanted me to take this and I'm very interested to hear what she has to say or what she like thinks about this but why did you want me to take so I just thought it was really interesting and I thought it would be fun for this podcast because I thought it would be also good for our listeners to try to take so it's called the um Enneagram personality test we'll share the link um in the podcast and it is $19 if you want to get your full results. I don't know and I, I got $19. I only paid 12 You only paid 12 I don't know. Maybe I took a different... There's a lot of different tests on here. Maybe I took a different one. But um, mine, went, mine was like an in-depth test where it gave me the percentages of all the personalities I was. Okay. So just so everybody knows, there's like... There's nine different personalities. So there's... Um, the reformer, there's the helper, there's the individualist, there's the investigator, there's a skeptic, there's the enthusiast, um, the peacemaker, the challenger, perfectionist. So there's, there's like nine different ones. So I thought it was just interesting. I thought it'd be fun to take. And what I kind of liked about it is it talks about what makes you unique. And then like your, your top three personality superpowers it gives you and then it also tells you how other people might match up to you that are different personalities and I just thought it would be fun for everybody to take but I think there's like different sections of this and maybe we took different ones because maybe there's yeah 
So there's one like one for business as well for the one I went on. Yeah, but that's the one I went on and I only paid $12. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there might be different payment levels, like depending on how deep you want to get. So that's up to you guys. We'll leave that up to you. But I took, maybe mine is because it's the, uh, so it looks like there's a personality test for Myers and Briggs, 16 types. The, our, there's the IVQ too. Also. Yeah. And then there's the big five personality test. I took the Enneagram test. The Enneagram. So, yeah. And it, this like the personality test and it brought me to this. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't know, but I thought it would be fun, right? Because it's good to get to know, like the whole thing is, right? You want to know who you are. You want to get clear on who you are and, you know, what you want, right? I always say that just because you want to be your, present yourself, your true authentic self to somebody. And I think it's just a good thing to know. And then also know, like, as you're meeting people, hey, this person is probably this personality, maybe, and, you know, kind of have an idea of how you stack up. And they're impatient, steady, easygoing, receptive, relaxed, unselfconscious, agreeable, uncomplicated, contented, conforming, sensual, and idealizing. And it says, I get into conflicts by being emotionally unavailable, complacent, inattentive, unaware of their own anger, ineffectual, passive-aggressive, unrealistic, resigned, and stubborn. And at best, at the best times, I'm self-aware, dynamic, inclusive, steadfast, healing, proactive, contemplative, contemplative. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Natural. Some of the words are tough. Right. Imaginative, serene, and exuberant, engaged, impact. Mm. I haven't read the whole thing because it sends you paragraphs and paragraphs. Um, but then my next two were because uh, I tied for the second lap. Okay. The helper and the loyalist. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I'm not exactly sure that the nine, I, I mean, I, I do see that I am, I, I definitely am all of the ones that I, that it says that I am, that I first read like patient, steady, easygoing. I would agree. I might be emotionally unavailable sometimes. Um, maybe passive aggressive. I, I'm not always self-aware. Yeah. And I, I think, but this is what I like about the personality test. It gives you some self-awareness, right? Like it's like, oh yeah, maybe I am those things. Maybe a little bit, you know, it just, I, I like that just because so then you're aware going forward when you're dealing with new people, new relationships, like, Hey, this is where I may have to challenge myself. This is maybe an area where I need to step back. Mm-hmm. I just, I loved it. I just thought it was, I, I mean, I wish I would have known about this when I was dating, but actually a friend of mine told me about this test. And that's why I was just like, Hey, I thought it was like something fun to share and something good for everybody who's like currently dating. Yeah. I think that yeah, it's it's definitely good to know. And then they talk, but they talk about you having wings too, like when you're, you're I'm a wing like three and six, like growth and my growth. When I'm growing, I go to an, a three, which is the achiever, the achiever. And when I am stressed, I go to the six, and that Ooh, which is, you're the skeptic. Oh. Six is skeptic, right? In mine, it says loyal. 
Hmm. Okay. So maybe it's different for everyone because I was like looking at mine. Maybe. So that, I mean, hey, I think everybody should take it. I want, that's why I thought it would be fun for us to share it. And just talked about the relationships. Yeah. And they'll talk about relationships and how you are. Exactly. It says combinations. It says getting along with others or agreeing to things the nine has no intention of complying with. Becoming emotionally unavailable to others, disengaging their attention or withdrawing rather than dealing with issues, which is definitely me. Um, Wanting to feel close with someone in their imagination while asserting independence in their behavior. Totally me. Yep. The no talk rule, refusing to discuss real problems. I don't know whether I do that, but I don't like confrontation. Suppression, control, and outbursts of temper. This is like issues that I would have in relationships, all of which are generally unrecognized and unacknowledged by the nine. Emotional collapsing as a way of stopping discussion about troubling topics. I definitely have done that with my family before, so. Okay. But it says, I'm comforting and supportive, warm and central adapt well to domestic life and enjoy being with their partner and they seem utterly without any significant needs of their own see there's good and bad in everybody right there's things we have to work on and there's things that we are automatically like good at so that's why i like it it's just hey Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely is. I, I, I need to read it all. Cause it's a whole page. It's yeah. Like, it's a lot to get into for one of us, but I feel like it's a lot for, uh, for our audience members. I just feel like it's something that a will give them clarity. Right. And also self-awareness. So they know when these issues arrive or when they meet certain personalities, they know why. Yeah. And it just kind of brings everything. I feel like full circle. Yes, it does. It's definitely a good, a good option. I mean, a good thing to know if you can get your significant other or your, the person you're dating to take it as well. Yeah. And then also I think it's good if you're single and dating, cause then you, Hey, you know, like I am all of these things and I have to be aware of them. Yeah. So, you know, when I'm meeting somebody new, I know like well, how I'm going to gravitate. So I know I have to kind of challenge myself a little bit if I want to get over the hurdle. Yeah, for sure. All right. So do you have any quick wins for to, for us to take away? I do. So when you are going out, think about you're meeting a friend, no expectations, only focus on having fun and stay in the moment, right? Don't think about anything. Don't think about the future. Don't think about this person's going to be my future wife, my future husband. Don't even think those things because you just want to be in the moment having fun. And then also, I want you to also think about how is that person making you feel, right? Do you like them? Would you want to see them again, right? Because I think sometimes we get so wrapped in the, up in the moment that we're on a date that we think about ourselves, right? And how, how, we, how do we feel? And then, you know, again, try not to get overly excited. Remember, you don't know this person. Everything they say, you should really not take seriously, because remember, actions are going to speak louder than words. So if somebody says, hey, I really, I can't wait to see you again. I want to see you again. Don't get your hopes up because 
sometimes people say things and then they don't follow through. Yeah. That's how we have disappointment, heartbreak, it, you know, waste of time. So just take it at face value and be like, I had a great date. It was a win. Hopefully I'll see them again. If not, I have another date with somebody else, a meeting next week. And then the last one is think about how your date went, right? I think, think the good, think the bad and about how thing, how you can like do certain things to improve things going forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Just for yourself, not for them, but just for yourself, like things you can take away. Cause sometimes I think we get so anxious that we're going on a first date. we forget to actually think about ourselves and what we want. Yeah. Right. And this way, you know what, you're getting something out of it to, you know, put towards the next person. Yes. I, I also want to add that, you know, yeah. you got to think about safety on your first date too. I yes. Mean, we do a whole episode. We should probably do a whole episode about being safe on your first date, but you know, don't drink too much. Be aware of your surroundings. Make sure you know where you're going. What, who, text the person that you're, you know, I always text a friend where mm-hmm. I'm going and I check in with them after it so that, I mean, I mean, we all know that that's just the minimum. Like, yeah. That yeah. Point. Don't, don't get in a car with somebody you don't know by yourself even with them. that things still happen so just be aware bartenders are often there to help things like that but I'm sure we could cover all of that but I think that's good to remember too yeah no for sure safety is key it's first 